You're listening to Ask the Expert on Sprott Money News. Well, hello once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. And welcome to the latest edition of our Ask the Expert series. I'm your host, Craig Hempke, and joining us this time is Josh Fair. Josh is the CEO of the Scottsdale Mint. And you may have noticed that our, our last several editions of Ask the Expert have focused on some of the mints around the world. We spoke with the Royal Mint in London. We then spoke with the Royal Canadian Mint and most recently with the Perth Mint in Australia. And this is our first chance to talk to a, a private mint uh, with the Scottsdale Mint. So, Josh, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Great. Thanks for uh, having me on. It is a pleasure, my friend. And before we get started, I mean, just tell everybody a little bit about the Scottsdale Mint and what you do. Uh, sure. We, like you mentioned, we are a, a private mint. I, we're, we are a bit different than some of the other uh, names you, you mentioned, but we actually we're, we're based here in uh, Arizona, in, in the United States. But we actually do contract manufacturing with, uh, I believe it's just over 20 different countries right now. So we produce um, uh, legal tender gold and silver coins and distribute them to, to dealers around the world. Uh, we also um, produce quite a bit of just silver bullion bars. Uh, we're pretty pretty well known for the stacker bar line, and we produce those uh, mainly with our own uh, Scottsdale Mint Lion logo uh, that most of you are probably somewhat familiar with. And uh, But we also produce for, for private banks as well, so some of the biggest uh, banks uh, out there. You'll some of them are doing it now. Some you'll probably see later um, with our actual uh, that that stacker bar design. So we produce basically anything anything with gold or silver in it. We can make it happen. And of course, a lot of these Scottsdale Mint products are available at Sprott Money. Uh, all kinds of great uh, offerings there. Uh, if you're looking for bullion or coins or collectibles. Again, you can just go to SproutMoney.com or call us at 888-861-0775. Uh, Josh, I've got a list of eight questions for you. If, you. if you're ready, can I just dive in and hit you with the first one? Let's do it. I would imagine, my friend, you're always uh, coming up with new products uh, that you can send to dealers and, and uh, have people collect and purchase. Specifically here in 2019, what are some of the new products that you've got launching? Yeah, so we actually um, we just launched the Republic of Cameroon uh, cheetah, uh, which is a, a pretty pretty kind of a contemporary design. It's based off of the uh, the flag uh, of the country, and it's a, it's been I think those just probably started hitting dealers maybe three weeks ago. So that's a, a product that um, you'll start to see out there, and and it is a uh, it's a it is a silver product. And probably one of the bigger things that we we launched in in 2018 was an eight nation currency union. So most people are familiar with the um, European Union. Uh, well, the second largest union in the world. It's a it's a big step off from the European Union, but the second biggest is actually the Eastern Caribbean. Um, and there's eight eight countries in there. And last year we launched a, a four coin program for each country, in both silver. And, and a silver proof and a gold and a gold commemorative as, as well. And that was really, really successful for us. And I think for, for our dealers, uh, probably about 50% of it is sold in Europe and the rest is uh, here in, here in, in North America and some in Asia. But uh, that's been a, an exciting um, 
exciting program. And this year, uh, the 2019 program will be shortly announced. You, you guys, depending on when this gets published, will probably be some of the first people to hear about it, that there will be a 2019 uh, for all eight countries. And again, it just allows you know buyers of silver something different. They are fairly low mintage. I think 25,000 is where, where we're at on the silver um, pieces. And uh, they've been been pretty pretty popular uh, and you'll see they're slightly refreshed refreshed images for each of these countries so it, it um, you'll feel like you'll need to get on a cruise ship and actually visit each of these sites so uh, but if you can't save up uh, to do that uh, definitely buy some of these coins I, I feel for you having to go down and do some of the due diligence on that Josh I'm sure uh, that had to be a yeah yeah, the, the, don't mention that to my wife uh, on some of these uh, some of these trips. But uh, often I don't get to actually put my feet in the water. But uh, uh, yeah, these it's uh, it's not bad uh, working with some of those groups. No doubt about it. All right, that leads us to question number two. I'm sure those are extremely popular. Uh, I've got to get on and check that out myself. And you mentioned that Cameroon coin. Uh, what are some of the more popular coins uh, that the Scott Steel Mint creates? Yeah, so that's. Um, yeah, a good a good segue. I, I, you know, really probably one of our biggest sellers in terms of ounces uh, is definitely that that the Scottsdale Stacker lineup, and those come in 10 ounce, kilo, and 100 ounce sizes. Uh, we also sell those, and they also come in Stacker rounds with incredibly high relief with with the line. That is a huge seller, just kind of nonstop um, uh, sales for us. Um, and then, you know, kind of beyond that, you know, we, we, we meant for the Cayman Islands, uh, there's a Marlin, uh, I believe that was, I think that was runner up for coin of the year two years ago for, for 2017. And, uh, that's going to continue on. That's been a very popular coin. One of the better looking ones, uh, out there. If you haven't seen it, um, check, check that one out. Um, some other coins that I think uh, the gorilla series um, we do a silverback gorilla uh, with Congo, and I believe we started that, and that was 2015, and the 2019 should be soon releasing as well. That's been a really, really popular one, um, and the Ghana leopard, I'll throw that one out there as well. Um, that one, I think, started, that was 2017, and the 2018, um, that sold out, I think, in 45 minutes wow. uh, from, from when our... our uh, our email went out to our dealers worldwide. Uh, that allocation was completely uh, soaked up in about 45 minutes. So I think the 2019 uh, will be coming out a little sooner this year, and, and that one I think will be uh, uh, excited to, to, to hit the market. So I'd say that's kind of a, a, a large splattering of, of, of products. Uh, another one that's been, been kind of neat that we started just last year uh, was the Terracotta. Uh, soldiers, and that was with uh, with Fiji, and that was kind of a, it's an antiqued five ounce. It's a big piece for those of you uh, stackers of of silver that are always looking for different pieces to to, to fondle uh, on your desk. This is one you definitely have to have. So those are uh, those are some of the ones that uh, I would say um, kind of allow you to to sock some some metal away, and at the same time, kind of enjoy your your investment. Fantastic. Question three is, I guess, kind of a macro question, Josh. Uh, we, we started the year kind of up and then back down here in 2019. All kinds of interesting signals coming from the central banks around the world. 
And that's kind of what question three deals with. What Which factors do you see driving gold and silver demand this year and, and next? Well, as a disclaimer, uh, I am not an economist, uh, and uh, and I'm, I'm rarely right, and I kind of chuckle with that. But I have been in the metals for a long time, so I, I kind of look at asset flow. So, you know, right now, you know, gold is gold is an option uh, as as a, a currency that's a store of a store of wealth for both central banks and investors worldwide. Clearly, uh, some of the strength in gold uh, recently has been uh, driven by the fact that uh, you've got Europe really struggling. Um, the euro is not a a sovereign country; uh, it's it's a group, and it's clearly struggling with Brexit. They're having to slow down their economy. So a lot of capital is actually fleeing Europe, and it's going into um, – a lot of it's going into the U.S. dollar, uh, frankly, and that's probably why there's been a strength there. Uh, it's gone into the gold, and it's definitely gone into the U.S. equities. People are looking to, to where to park, uh, to, you know, where, where to park their money temporarily, and, and, and China's seen some slowdown as well. They've got a dollar shortage, it seems like. Uh, I think there's – I read recently $1.2 trillion in U.S. dollar-backed loans have to roll over this year. So there's that, that quantitative easing that was happening, you know, quite a bit uh, a number of years ago has slowed. Now, the U.S. has inherited uh, quite, uh, quite a bit of problems on its own plate. So I think right now it's which currency is going to fall the fastest and, and assets kind of flow back and forth. So looking forward, I think we, got, we, have, a, we have another election coming up here, uh, believe it or not. It seems like it's always ongoing. Uh, another election coming up, and I think at some point the stock market could continue to inflate and go higher and higher and higher, but we all know um, what goes up must come down. So I think those are some of the things that we're keeping an eye out for and, and uh, just, just looking at where, where people may decide, you know what, my real estate's up a lot, my, my equities are up a lot. How about we lock some of that in, move a portion of those assets into physical metal? I think we've already seen that over the last six months uh, on the higher end side of things that the bigger buyers are doing that we're seeing some of the vaults um, where they may have been liquidating over the last couple of years some of the positions we're starting to see some of that build back up again so will that correlate to you know the retail level uh, before long uh, let's 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 watch for an event fair enough uh, josh turning back to scottsdale specifically obviously you guys process a lot of coins blanks uh, you've got customers around the world, if you've mentioned. But that, that, that gold and silver has got to come through your doors uh, to make that happen. From where does Scottsdale source its precious metal? Yeah, so um, silver's heavy, so we don't like to fly it on planes. So most of the silver that we're processing is North American. So it could be uh, primarily it's U.S., um, some some Canada, some Mexico. So that that product um, is is typically it's North American based. Uh, occasionally we find some some uh, some European silver makes its way over here, uh, but not as often. Gold, on the other hand, is probably for us as a our our some of our relationships uh, lie in Switzerland. Uh, so a lot of those uh, the refineries there are are minting. Um, Sorry, not minting, but refining the gold. So we, we don't do any refining. We just do the fabrication side. We just make it look really pretty and put a brand on it. So that's that's what we do on our end. So a lot of that comes through Switzerland. So we're importing um, quite a bit through that particular channel. All right. Let's just uh, – we'll move on to the next question. You know, there, there's been some talk 
about mergers and acquisitions here in the mining industry, some of the big players uh, trying to get together. Uh, do you think that's going to continue? And would that have any impact at all on Scottsdale? Good, good, good question. I think, you know, these are more macro events. I, I actually worked in the mining sector. I did uh, corporate risk management and, and work with some of the biggest um, biggest mining companies in copper, gold, and silver. And I think these kind of come in waves. And we've definitely seen there's been a shortage of capital in, in the mining, particularly on the exploration side. So the majors, the majors don't really kick rocks. They just want to buy. They want to buy the guys that are in development for a construction project. So I think there's been um, there's been these cycles where the the explorers, uh, when they can raise the money, they're out there. They're they're kicking rocks. They're finding new properties to develop, and and things are moving forward. Well, that was about ten years ago, and and I'd say right around the time of the financial crisis hit, they were having trouble raising. Uh, money through what I call it Bay Street. That's the Wall Street of Toronto, where most of the mining capital comes through. When when that market got hit, um, it was a lot harder for them to raise the capital to continue that exploration. So I think right now you're looking at a scene where a lot of these major producers are, you know, these are these are finite resources. So they have 15, 20, 30 year life of mine, and unless they develop that particular property and find more ore on that property, they got to go buy somebody else to keep those, keep those assets going. So I think you're seeing, um, you're seeing some of that take place where, where they've, they've, you know, during the lean times when prices are low, they do what's called high grading. And basically they're pulling out their really, their richer material where they have better margins on. I think a lot of that's been, a lot of that's already happened uh, through, through the years and, and you got to go to tougher countries and tougher places uh, uh, that, that cost more. You got to do different, uh, you know, higher risk profiles with various countries. So I think the, uh, you could see some consolidation. It, I think it'd be healthy for the industry um, not to all be swallowed up by, by just a couple groups. I think it's always good to have some competitive nature uh, in, in the marketplace. But like I said, it's probably, it starts earlier on. Maybe we'll see some capital coming back into uh, the more, what I would call the mid-tiers uh, and, and, and see if some of those guys can grow as well. All right. Just two questions to go, Josh. The next question has to deal with technology. You know, it's always advancing, really on almost a day-by-day basis. We know how that impacts almost every industry. But specific to yours, how has automation and things like artificial intelligence played a role at Scottsdale and, and the mint industry in general? Yeah, well, I would make a joke that um AI, artificial intelligence, is, is huge in, in the minting process, but uh, it, it – at this point, it just really isn't. This is, I call it, it's, it's this old school, old school brick and mortar, melting, machining, fabrication. We have seen some, we're here in the United States, so we, as, a, as, a, as a lean manufacturer, that's really what you're looking for. So higher skilled employees uh, utilizing you know, some, some automation, but then you need engineers to run that automation. So there's definitely been a push for uh, newer equipment in, in the industry, um, AI, I think there, there's, you know, we'll, we'll see how that kind of evolves longer term. I don't know. At the end of the day, someone's got to make it physically. Yeah. So uh, maybe not so much on the minting side, but I could see, you know, maybe some of the guys on the, on the retail side or distribution side of things where, where that maybe plays a, a bigger role. But I, I do think for, you know, for us uh, here in the United States, 
um, a, a healthy blend of uh, modern, um, but also relying on good employees is, is, is a healthy, uh, a healthy mix. Sure. And Josh, just one last question. You've done a great job with your company and you're always looking over the horizon and trying to stay ahead of the curve. And I know one thing you're working on is, you know, I think it's technology related in a sense. Can you tell me a little bit more about your partnership with Monarch Blockchain, uh, specifically that, that decentralized exchange and wallet that's backed by physical silver? I've enjoyed uh, studying Austrian economics um, uh, for, for, for many years. And uh, some of that has led, led me into this industry and why I work in precious metals. But I've always kept an eye on, on the crypto space. And, and I know some people, some people love it, some people despise it. Um, but the reality is, is that blockchain is, is here on our doorstep. And we've got a, a, a pretty special um, partnership with a company called Monarch, uh, Monarch Blockchain. And uh, I think most people know it as Monarch Wallet. It's a, it's a phone app you can download on iPhone and uh, Android. And what that is, is a, it's a fully decentralized wallet. So you don't own the, uh, you own the keys. You own your, your crypto is in your possession versus on the balance sheets or the book of a centralized exchange. So all these, all these hacks that you've heard uh, have happened um, in a centralized exchange. So what Monarch is creating is a, it's a, it not creating, but they have created um, is a decentralized wallet. And they are giving away that for free. So right now you can go and buy and sell both Bitcoin, Ethereum. Uh, and then I believe you can trade over 1,900 coins right now. And they're one of three companies in the United States with a broker-dealer license that can actually connect to a bank account. And where Scottsdale Mint gets uh, involved here is they, their goal is to be a merchant processor. So right now, uh, merchant processing for cryptos is difficult uh, or, or somewhat expensive. And their solution, they've got a patent on uh, reoccurring payments uh, so that you can even convert from any crypto into U.S. dollars. So even if, let's say, you want to pay your Netflix bill, they don't accept crypto. Um, you've got the ability to uh, convert it instantly into U.S. dollars, and they'll pay Netflix for you on a reoccurring basis. Each time a merchant gets paid, um, let's, it, it, they're going to put 10% of that fee into physical silver. That physical silver will be produced by Scottsdale Mint, and then we will be shipping it off to various uh, vaults around the world. Their goal is to have this wonderful technology, but build a true hard asset behind it. Wow. And as they build that asset behind it, if something ever happened to the dev team, you know, you've got this asset that could essentially run the company in perpetuity. So there's a true asset. The other interesting thing is we're not just buying a piece of a bar in the Comex vault. We're actually going to be minting 100-ounce bars retail-ready. These bars could even be distributed or paid out in dividends to the security token holders. So this is a very intriguing kind of like a, I call it the, this is this is a, perhaps the, the future for the common man uh, to to trade uh, to buy and sell, but also there's a pretty good pretty good asset behind it. So this differs a little bit than there's some other great solutions out there that our industry has done where you can buy basically digital gold or digital silver. What's interesting about the Monarch wallet 
um, the Monarch uh, token program here, it has nothing to do with silver, why people would use it initially. But if this gets adopted, this could move a significant amount of silver into what I would call deep storage. Um, so that that would be exciting for us to see. You know, we'll, we'll see if it gets adopted. But I can tell you, on the I'm also on the board. Uh, Eric Lee is on the board as well. He's the co-founder of LinkedIn. And I believe just about a week ago, Roger Veer uh, joined as well uh, on the board, and he's one of the top 10 Bitcoin holders in the world. So it's got, you know, I'm the, I'm the small guy uh, on, 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 on the team here. But, uh, but I, I think if this, like I said, if this gets adopted and, and people really start to use this program, this could be, this could be impactful for the silver industry. So I, I see this as a, a net net win for everyone. Yeah, sounds like it. That would definitely be something to pull for. Any uh, silver that we can get away from the banks and into private hands and in deep storage, as you said, helps us all out. No no question about that. Josh, this has just been fantastic. Uh, very informative, very helpful, and I'm sure everybody has enjoyed listening. I want to thank you on behalf of Sprout Money for spending some time with us. Hey, thank you. Definitely appreciate it. And from all of us here at Sprout Money News and SproutMoney.com, thank you for listening. And we'll visit with you again soon.